This is the Real Positive Girl Podcast, and I am your host, Sabrina, and I'm here chatting with you about your emotions, your mental health struggles, how to take those first few steps, being more vulnerable, more honest, um, more self-aware, all of these things that we all need. And we do that two times a week here, so welcome if you're new and welcome back if you have been here before. So today we are going to chat about too distracted to work on your healing, making time to work on yourself, which I think is going to be a really, 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 really good episode for you. Uh, But before we we do that, let me just ask you one quick question. Have we become friends online yet? Like if you've listened to the show before, but you haven't gone down to the show notes and found uh, how you can get to IG or TikTok or Twitter now and, you know, follow me there or sent me a message and said hi please do that. So, you know, let's, let's make it more real. Let's, let's follow through with saying hi and becoming friends. And if you haven't, um, again, go check out the show notes below. It has how to spell my name, which is like at Sabrina Joy Perozo for both TikTok, TikTok and IG. And then on Twitter, which I am like super into Twitter now is real Sabrina Joy. So check all of that out. I look forward to becoming friends. My next and last question for you is, have you signed up for the weekly newsletter? Or have you suggested a topic that I should talk about here on the podcast via the anonymous form down in the show notes? Or have you checked out that planner journal that I created back in October that is now available on Amazon for half the price, prime shipping? It's fantastic. Like all these things and more, have you checked all those out? If you haven't, all you have to do is scroll down in the show notes and see all like the little links and everything that you could just like look into. Maybe you want to get the journal for yourself as a gift. That'd be cool. Um, or maybe just share it with someone else that might be more interested in it and you're, that's like not your vibe. Totally get it. Um, or like the weekly newsletter has been recently revamped to be less but more, you know, and also really more geared towards providing behind the scenes and not just giving everything away. And so if you sign up for the weekly newsletter, you will learn more about when things are coming out, like a book, the YouTube channel that's being like revamped and re-released. All these things are going to happen, but you might not find out about them until like later if you're not signed up for the weekly newsletter. So anyway, just, you know, check out all of the things down there. I look forward to meeting you on socials and let's just go ahead and jump into the topic that we're all here to listen to, which is again, too distracted to work on your healing, making time to work on yourself. So I would often create as many excuses that I personally loved to call reasons. We all know those weren't reasons. Often we call reasons or we call excuses reasons. It's like a code name. We're like, oh my gosh, I have so many reasons why this isn't going to happen. But in reality, it's it's an excuse. <laughs> um, that's a, probably a whole different episode. Uh, but yeah, so I would often create as many excuses as possible to not have time to work on myself. You know, especially when I was in college, it's just like, or high school, it's just like, no, absolutely not. And it's a pretty great strategy, to be honest, because more often than not, people will take the help you offer them. And, you know, it was me being a people pleaser at my best in my prime, just being like, yeah, I can help you. And I can no longer like, you know, spend time journaling every day and 
really reconsidering the relationships in my life and how I'm like reacting and not responding to things. No, I don't really need to focus on those things. How can I help you? (laughs) And it can just be like, that was like the, the best way and probably the main way that I would allow things to distract me from the healing and the change and the growth that I knew, and as we all know, needed to experience and we needed, I needed to go through. I just, is what it is. But, you know, we all know it's not the healthiest thing to do to allow these distractions to creep into our life. For us to become our best selves and really grow and evolve as much as we need to for, you know, accomplishing our goals and going after everything we want and in the ever-changing seasons of life that ask and demand so many different things from us. We have to stop allowing ourselves to get distracted by everything else in life and focus on the healing and rejuvenation that we know, we know, you know, I know that you know, maybe you don't want to admit it to yourself or even out loud, but we know, you know, that we need, we know that we need it. We just don't do it. And even if you're like, no, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you do down there somewhere. It might not be exactly in the words that I say that like, oh yeah, there's an inkling inside of you that, um, like in your heart, in your mind telling you that you need to change. It could just be like, wow, this thing that I continue to do in my life really sucks. Why am I keep? Why am I continuing to participate in that? And that's kind of the same thing. So, you know, we all know that we need to make those changes and shifts, but we're not. And let's be clear. Let me just be crystal clear with you, uh, because this episode is very straightforward. You know, we're talking about like distractions from our healing journey, and just to make it even more, you know, like like glass cleaner clean, clear, we are allowing these distractions to happen. Like me, you, everyone, anyone, we're allowing these distractions to happen. And you might think that other people are always the problem, right? It's so much easier to just blame other people and not take on the responsibility that we need to and that is ours to take on. for why we're getting distracted. So we always want to like blame other people and, you know, they probably contribute. I would definitely admit that, you know, definitely. Because if you imagine like a classic example of like a mom wanting to take care of herself, but she has multiple kids and they're always like running around and trying to like be up in her way and um, like be everywhere that she is, um, like the bathroom or getting changed or like wanting to work out or anything, like always there. My gosh. Oh my gosh. And even if you don't have human children, I'm sure that you, ha- like, if you have a dog, I feel like most dogs are like that. At least my dog is. And other people's dogs I've heard. Trying to go to the bathroom with me. I'm like, bro, back up. <laughs> You're not coming in here. Um, but yeah, so they 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 definitely probably can, like, you know, contribute for sure. But you still have the power to not allow it to derail working on yourself. You still have the power to be like, no. Let's not do this right now. No, I really need to focus. No, this won't take that long. Or yes, it'll take a long time, but it's worth my time. So instead of just putting all the blame on other people, getting in your way and bothering you, you have to take the responsibility of not, you know, you're enabling that behavior to happen because you're not stopping it, you know? And before you can figure out ways to clear away all the distractions, because I'm sure now you're like, okay, well, if distractions are the problem, what what do we do about them? Uh, but before we figure out what we're going to do, we need to figure out why 
you're allowing yourself to become distracted. And we will talk about ideas and strategies on how to manage the distractions in the next episode that comes out, but let's determine the cause and then shift the effect that needs to happen and that we need to experience. So it's so important for us to really understand the why before the how, because if we just jump right into the how of like, okay, well, let's figure out how we can, you know, deal with these distractions, then you like come up with a strategy to like, you know, lock yourself away or get help or, or, or create boundaries or whatever it is. But if you haven't taken the time to figure out like why, then you might easily slip back into the pattern and behaviors of allowing these distractions to get in your way because you didn't really address like how you're getting there. You're just like trying to fix the problem without even really seeing the full blueprint of the whole stitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you do. So here are five reasons you're allowing distractions to get in the way of your healing. It's a long title. It really is. Um, But it was like the best I could do, guys, Uh, with really wanting to describe what is about to happen, what you're about to learn, and have it be clear and not just some silly title. So before we jump into the list of reasons why you are allowing distractions to get in the way of your healing, I want to remind you, as always, that the all, all of this like knowledge and research and tips and advice that I am giving you today and about to also give you in a list format is based on my own knowledge and research and experience and the experiences of others that I am allowed to share and if you listen to this and you find that it does not align with what you think is contributing to you allowing distractions in your life, then that's totally fine. Like, absolutely. I just encourage you to seek out a therapist or a counselor and get that one-on-one time to align together and figure out what would be a, a better like explanation on why you're allowing distractions in your life. If you don't like that, I, as always, will encourage you to go over to our best friend, Google, just saying it all together. I'm imagining that we're all saying it together. Google is our best friend. And just typing in like, why am I allowing distractions to get in the way of my healing? Then you'll find a lot of articles, videos, um, social media posts, all the things to hopefully help you uh, figure out a more specific reason why you're allowing distractions. So let's get into our list. Again, here are five reasons you're allowing distractions to get in the way of your healing. The first one is there's no immediate gratification. There is no immediate gratification. You know, at least here in this country, in the United States, it's like the pastime of expecting everything to be immediate and have that immediate gratification. I mean, just look at like shipping. Like when you can get like same day shipping from Amazon or when you can get overnight shipping from some other like shipping carrier and it just feels so good, right? You're like, or you go shopping online, you're like, oh my gosh, they can ship it here in three days. That's fantastic. And so you, I feel like a lot of us here, at least in the US, are really committed to having immediate gratification in so many things in our life. And so when that doesn't come in our healing it sucks. It's like, oh, wow, this is not happening. And it's not going to be all better overnight. You're not going to, you know, do journaling for seven days and then work on manifestations 
and then, um, you know, decide on all the goals and the mindsets that you're going to change and shift and, and work towards. And then all of a sudden, it's all better. All of a sudden, it's all better. <laughs> it's not going to work like that, unfortunately, because if it did, everyone would do it, even if it cost money. I can guarantee a good majority of people would do it if it was just like immediate. And, then, and even if it costs money, it doesn't matter because then it would just make these the situation of having to put in like all of this work and time and energy and sometimes trial and error, just it would make it so much easier. But that's not how it is. We have to actually like put in the work. And so we have to uh, be patient and be committed to the process for however long it's going to take. And then we will get, you know, that fulfillment, that reward at the end. But yeah, there is no immediate gratification it's just not going to happen overnight. But I think the best thing to do here is to just really celebrate the moments where your day or moments of your day are going really well. And you're not allowing distractions to get the better of you. And you're just able to be so happy and content in that. And then that will provide um, this boost and pride and fulfillment that you can carry with you up until the next time that will remind you that you were able to not allow these distractions to get to you. And then you just feel so much more confident about it. So no, there is no immediate gratification, but it is worth the effort to put into it. Number two, there's shame of needing healing. There's shame of needing healing. So stigmas are real, guys. Like, And I still believe that there is a huge stigma over mental health, despite how people are trying to make it cool and trendy and a thing that we all should be focusing on, at least when, with their words, on the outside. I'm not sure that everyone actually fully believes that and wants to actually, you know, contribute to that cause and walk in those words. Um, you know, and so since stigmas are real, they can really lead to a lot of like embarrassment and fear of being labeled or ostracized. Uh, wow. Ostracized. What in the world? And so it's not good to get caught up in what we think people will think and believe and say about us, us, you know, obviously, because we have no way of actually knowing for sure that's what's going to happen. Plus, it's not even our business to know what they're thinking or saying about us if we're not there to witness it, because it's just what their thoughts are, what they're what they're saying. And that's that's on them. It's not on you, right? And you're not gonna have to um, be counted for those things being said. That's not your responsibility. It's not going to, in no judgment's going to fall on you because of what they said. So I just, it's, it's easier to think about it that way and then not worry about it, but we still worry about it, you know? So, but there is shame in needing healing. And so when you know that you need help getting your mind right and getting things like an easier way to understand what you can do and how you can go about things and, how you can work on, you know, not feeling sad or not having a temper uh, as much or, you know, finding your alignment and balance in life. Uh, but there can be so much shame in asking for help or, or sharing with people what you're going through or making time to really work on those things. And people are like, why are you spending time on that? And if they maybe, you know, look down upon mental health and how they all think it's like made up and this and the other, you know, all the statements and every, all the negativity that can be on that. So that can make it really difficult and it could really cause you to just like dive into every single distraction that you can find so that you don't work on your healing journey and that you don't care and you forget 
And oh, it sucks. You know, it's like you just get you you get like woven into this disgusting, unhelpful plan thought process that society kind of portrays and then nothing happens and we end up getting worse and worse and worse until it has to be acknowledged and then people are like, oh my gosh, like why why wasn't it getting better and why weren't people there for you? Well, you know, if only people would just, you know, get their heads out of their butts. <laughs> so there's shame of needing healing. Number three, society has glamorized only being positive and happy. Society has glamorized only being positive and happy. You know, I kind of borrowed this from a tweet that Dr. Uh, Nicole Perra was talking about when I talked about self-abandonment in the previous episode where I believe it was her. She was talking about, yeah, she was talking about how it's just like society has glamorized the idea of putting ourselves last and and not working on ourselves. And I feel the same is for how society expects people to present themselves and how they are represented. And so, you know, they don't want anyone going around telling people that they're struggling or they're having a hard time because that brings other people down. And apparently we need to take on the responsibility of other people's emotions and feelings. So we can't share that or be that. It's crazy. It's crazy sauce. So, you know, we like to talk about how nice it would be to work on our mental health and be so balanced in life and, you know, but actually doing the work and realizing it produces and includes painful times and emotional breakthroughs. And, you know, that isn't like a picture perfect kind of thing as they would hope, society in general. And so it's like, well, no, we just need to like be positive and be happy. Like how many times have you seen, read, or heard the advice of like, you know, they see someone that's sad or disappointed or depressed or anxious and the immediate advice is, oh, well, you know, just be happy or just, you know, think positive thoughts. I'm like, okay. It's just like, okay, yeah, I'm so depressed that it's hard for me to get out of bed, but you want me to just immediately start thinking of like, you know, puppies um, floating across a, a beautiful ocean on a rainbow. And yeah, it's a comforting thought. That's cute. <laughs> I like puppies. But it's not going to change what you're dealing with. It's not going to change, you know, um, why you're depressed and why you're experiencing depression in the way that you are. And it's not going to help you get better. It's just going to give you a temporary distraction from what you need to be focusing on. And so, you know, we allow distractions to creep into our lives because we need to be positive and happy. And we often are when we're helping other people or we're just doing other things that don't have to do with dealing with our own emotional and mental health stuff. So society has glamorized only being positive and happy. It really sucks because it makes it even more difficult when you do want to step out and work on your mental health and mindset and let people know so that you can, you know, be a leader in that. I, I understand that completely as I'm doing some of that. And it's hard when people are like, oh, no, you're fine, or it's fine, or, you know, it's just, it's not worth it, this, that, and the other. And it's like, no, it's definitely worth it. And and they're just like misinformed. And I think that is like, okay, you know, you just have to allow people to get to the point of what you understand when they're able to get there. So society is glamorized only being positive and happy. Number four, 
Healing is really uncomfortable. Healing is really uncomfortable. Healing isn't fun. (laughs) I've said that so many times in the last like six months, I think. Healing isn't fun. It's really great for us. Absolutely, 110%. But it isn't fun. It isn't fun. I'm sure there's pockets of time where it feels fun, but it's not really. Not like, you know, categorically, like you wouldn't be like healing and fun. Like those aren't going together. And, you know, because it can bring up like old thoughts, old mindsets, old feelings, right? Maybe even experiences we chose to hide away or try to force ourselves to forget because it was just too much at the time. It's just like heavy baggage. We're like trying to say goodbye to it. And then it rounds back to us when we're actually trying to work on our mental health because we didn't actually deal with it. We didn't actually make any strides. We didn't actually address it at all. We just put it in a box and sent it away, right? Return to sender. <laughs> return to sender. Would it be nice if we could actually like for annoying things just be like, oh, return to sender. Return to sender. I don't want this. But yeah, so, you know, just all of those things make healing not fun, make it really, really uncomfortable to go through. And it's messy, the messiest, but it's, it's worth it to have the freedom that is available to us on the other side of these struggles of no longer having these things weigh us down or kind of like creep on us as if it's like a ghost from our past. That's how I characterize it in my mind. And, you know, the imagery in my mind is crazy, guys. (laughs) Only you knew. But yeah, so healing is really uncomfortable. And that is a prime reason for us to lean into distractions because once you start doing it and it's really uncomfortable, you're like, I want to do something else. I'll come back to it. You don't come back to it. Or you are engaged in it and maybe you're like halfway through, but then someone like, it's like, oh, hey, why don't you take a break? Just like, you know, be distracted this one time and then you are, and then that turns into a habit of becoming distracted. And then, you know, it kind of feels like a lot of that work that you did was all for nothing because you've kind of resorted back to where you were originally, but it's still there. If you still worked hard, it's still there. You can still, you know, power through, but it's, uh, it's not fun. It's really uncomfortable. Healing is really uncomfortable, but it's worth it every single moment of it. Okay. Number five. Wow. See, this is a quicker episode because like I said, it's very clear, cut and dry, like, you know, important to talk about, but very like this, these are the things. Here you go. Right. Uh, So number five is you lack support. You lack support. So people, well, people get like offended about and, and, um, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Defensive. <laughs> I'm using that, using that word a lot lately. People get offended and defensive about things, all the things these days. It's like a hot, it's like a trend. Like being offended about something, it's a trend for sure. And which is, it's so dumb because it's like, can't people say anything anymore? And I don't know. You know, it's just, it's really, I feel like it's a really insecure moment when people decide to be offended about something that is just really kind of like ridiculous. Anyway, I don't need to go off on that tangent, but so when you lack support, though, um, people like, where was I going with that? Oh, okay. So you lack support, which is a reason to become distracted and not want to work on your mental health. And I recently saw this happen, actually, um, kind of in a way, where I was sharing a video on Facebook about how to uh, how you can't rely on just one person, right? And if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I did an episode about that just a few episodes back. And I shared like a clip on Facebook of not the, not the podcast, but literally just a short clip of me just kind of like 
sharing a thought and idea from the show, from that episode. I often do that since I don't really have like my whole filming, editing, uploading situation happening. It'd be really nice when I can do that and actually share like shots from the podcast, but not yet. So right now I just kind of make like a quick recap, I would call it video, where I'm just like recapping an idea of something that I spoke about in the podcast. So I did that. And then um, someone had posted a comment where they were like, yeah, but sometimes, but but not everyone has that person. And they're talking about how they only have their husband and how um, that's just the way it has to be. And I responded very, like, you can go look at it. It's still there. I didn't delete anything. Um, as far as I know, it's still there. But I responded very respectfully. And I was like, yeah, I used to be where you are. But now I figured out that you can't just rely on your spouse. It's it, it can become a lot of a burden, whether you can see it or not. They might not tell you until it's just way too much. And and how it's important for us to um, realize that uh, when we become adults, it can be really difficult to make friends, as most of us know. But I believe it's because you know we don't be- we see ourselves less worthy than maybe other people in the world, and often people will see us how we see ourselves. And so we're not worthy enough. We don't feel like we're worthy enough to have new friends. So we won't actually put any extra effort into that. And we're not actually putting out the vibes that, you know, we can be friendly. You know what I mean? And then I was telling my therapist that today and he also added in, yes. And as you get older, also you get pickier on who you want to spend your time with. It's not just like in grade school where you were friends with someone because they were in the same class as you. And it's like, yeah, that's true too. And so I was kind of just sharing with her about really quickly about how like, you know, a lot of times we don't increase our support system because we don't believe we're worthy of having those people in our life. And then she came back and commented that she thinks that I'm like ableist and that what I, um, that I, I wasn't listening to what she was saying and that everything is perfectly fine and that she's not even really going to explain herself even more because it doesn't seem like I care. And I responded back very respectfully. Again, I was so proud of myself that it was a response and not a reaction. It's a lot, a lot easier to do that on, on the internet because you can kind of take a beat and be like, okay, what would be the best response in this situation? But I just like let her know. I was like, you know what? Uh, oh, and like the biggest point was like, well, uh, she said that she's not going to like share her, you know, deepest vulnerabilities with some stranger. And so uh, that's not healthy either. And I was like, no, that's not healthy. And that's not even healthy when you share those deep vulnerabilities and venting sessions with people that you do know, but you didn't find out if they're actually emotionally available or not. And so, uh, but she just basically came back and was like upset. And I was just like, you know, it's because, this is a long story, guys, sorry. It was it was because she was just, she just decided to immediately become defensive because I was saying that the way that she is living her life right now could be better if you put the effort in, right? And this is how it's appearing to me because it's in text and I don't know her. And so, you know, it's just me like trying to read into the situation, but not really knowing. So I'm admitting that, like, I don't really know because she hasn't responded back and I assume that she won't. I assume that she probably unfollowed me too. I don't know. But it's just like she immediately went into defensive mode because I was questioning the way that she's living her life. And she thinks that she has enough support. And I even told her, I was like, well, I'm really glad that, you know, you and your spouse are fine. You don't feel burdened by sharing and leaning on each other for your problems and only being the people in your life to do that. But that um, having only one person to lean on is not a support system. It's not a system. A system has to have um, multiple people that you're leaning on, right? And 
So I guess that was probably the one like, you know, snippy comment. But I said it really nicely, I promise. And it's just so interesting that, you know, people are so quick to def- like be defensive and be like, no, you're, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but then I disagree, but in a nice way. And I want to tell you that you're wrong kind of in like a passive aggressive way. And it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just sharing what I'm learning. I'm just sharing what I'm learning and experiencing. And so I, all that to say is that you might feel like you lack support or you might feel like you're just resigned to the one support person that you have in your life when that can be really tough because, you know, focusing in on your mental health and mindset can feel really isolating and difficult when you don't have people supporting you in the work that you're doing. But, or if you only have that one person and it just feels like you can't always talk to them about it because it's like overwhelming, um, you know, and this gets even more difficult if you don't have the resources to have like a therapist or a counselor in your life. But I just want you to know that like you might feel like you lack support, but I would encourage you, and maybe you have, and I will, you know, I can admit when I'm wrong, but maybe you have. But if you haven't actually thoroughly gone through everyone in your life that you don't mind being around, that you might be able to talk to and have support in, and even just like an accountability buddy that you like check in with each other about like goals and tensions for the week, that kind of thing, or like an online community or whatever. If you haven't sought out every corner, then there's probably still possibilities and opportunities for you to um, get the support that you need so that you don't allow distractions to get in the way of you healing. And I feel like like saying that you don't have support is like one of the biggest excuses we can use to not work on our healing and then just move on to something else and think like, oh, okay, well, when people come along one day and become my friends, then we'll work on it. But that's not really how it's going to work. And so um, you definitely could just feel hopeless and difficult to know where to start in your healing if you don't have anyone to support you or that's behind you and you're not sure with all the resources that you can find online in a podcast and a YouTube video and all of these things, it can be really difficult. And on that that note, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes, but not with the rest of the links. It's going to be a link like like literally in the notes notes for like a website that I found. And I did click into it because I was like, is this real or not? And, it, and it's real. It's real. Um, so this website that I found online, it's at onlinetherapy.com. Great. That is like a, a great domain to own. And it just kind of gives like a list of like um, free online therapy chats. And it's actually updated to this year. So, um, and then like the last update they made was like last month in February. So it has five choices. Like the top one is just basically where you can go on and get like a free trial of therapy and then uh, find a licensed therapist that could help you uh, and maybe find one that you could afford. And then there's uh, other options that you can do on this website where you can get like just peer support where people are like volunteer listeners like all over the world via like a chat forum or like a private chat with members. And that can be really helpful because if you really just need to vent and share like what you're struggling with and you don't, you know, and you don't mind doing that with someone that is there to actually actively listen um, and isn't necessarily a therapist, that could be really helpful too. There is, um, the next one is, the next resource on this website talking about like a best, you can get like an assessment 
And then they, um, oh, and you can choose your type of like support system, whether it's a volunteer or online therapy or relationship counseling or like whatever you need. There's also one for like just emotional support with counselors or like anonymous people just for you to, you know, um, have someone to talk to online. And that one says it's available 24 seven. That's cool. And then the last one is like, it's called talk with strangers. Um, and that apparently that's the best one for, um, being anonymous because it's really just chat rooms where everyone can remain anonymous and they can like talk to people online and you don't even have to create an account and you can connect with people all over the world and just share what you're going through and kind of just have like that community support and ability to like vent and get off your chest what you're going through and what you're struggling with and maybe get someone else's take and perspective on that and then feel better because you actually were able to share the struggles and things that you're dealing with. So I will leave the website link for you to probably copy and paste the way that like most um, podcatchers are set up and you can, or you might be able to like tap it and click it. So either way, and then you can check that out if that's something that you need, if that's a resource, if you do feel like you lack support and you know, you're not really in the space right now to examine every corner of your life to see who else would be left for support or who would be willing that you just haven't asked, you can check out some of these things. I think that would be really great. Um, so any way that I can help is like, that's why I'm here guys, to help, to find ways to help. So, um, but that's it. That's the whole list of the five reasons that you're allowing distractions to get in the way of your healing. And like I said, earlier, uh, the next episode, we will talk about what to do about these distractions that continue to pop up in our life that we allow to distract us from our healing and everything that we need to be focusing on and doing. And that's it. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast again with me, Sabrina. I'm so glad that you're here. I appreciate every single one of you for listening and downloading and sharing the show and supporting me financially or just by word of mouth. And you guys are absolutely amazing. So until next time, have a good one and I will see y'all next time. Bye.